thank you for this new opportunity to meet with you here at the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you're listening to Fika with Arctic Eric. Those of you who may have listened to me before, I often touch on freedom in Christ always, which is uh, the theme of Fika, freedom in Christ always, and an underlying reality in my life as I share with you here at the kitchen table. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1, is where uh, the concept, the idea for Fika came, this freedom in Christ always. I've talked about it before. This is a marvelous chapter in Galatians, truly chapter 5. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that freedom in Christ right now, but I want to go down toward the middle of the chapter, where possibly in the New Testament there is no better single uh, group of scriptures that describe walking by or in the Spirit than what Paul has written to the church in Galatia. And again, this is chapter 5, verse 16. Paul is writing and he says, But I say, I'm telling you, listen up now, walk continually, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Live in the Holy Spirit. Respond to him. Be controlled and guided by the Spirit. Seek him. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of your sinful nature, those cravings of the old nature. What is that? That's the human nature without God. This nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and his concepts, his precepts. Wow, isn't that something? Verse 16. If Paul writes to you and he writes to me that I should walk continually by and in the Holy Spirit, well, I need to know, number one, what in the world does he mean by Holy Spirit? Well, obviously, some of you are aware that the Holy Spirit has power. But the Holy Spirit is a person with power. The Holy Spirit is not an it the Holy Spirit is a person. So Paul is saying, look, you need to walk all the time with and in and by this indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. And if you do that, and when you do that, you will certainly not carry out the desires of your old sinful nature. He will help to squash those impulses that you once had and and were hopeless to resist in many cases when it came to what God desires you to do or not do. Obviously, you have a free will, and I have freely chosen to walk in and by the Spirit. I have freely chosen to submit and commit my life continually day by day, moment by moment, thought by thought, to this person of the Holy Spirit. And you say, but Eric, what about when you walk in the flesh? Listen, don't worry about walking in the flesh. We all do it and, and live most of our time in the flesh, or at least with thoughts we don't need to live with. But the question is, how much less 
Does your old nature compel you, drive you, lead you, motivate you? How much less do you respond to that today than you did on that day when you met him? The point is living by the Spirit and rejoicing in those days, hours, minutes, and moments when in fact the old nature is subdued by the person of the Holy Spirit. As we know the Scriptures and we know what the Holy Spirit desires to do and we capitulate from helping the Holy Spirit but instead say, Holy Spirit, quash this in me, change this, transform this in me, then it will happen. So the point is being led by the Holy Spirit, being filled to overflowing by the Holy Spirit for others. Verse 17, this old nature, this sinful nature, desires in opposition, has desires that oppose the Holy Spirit. The desire of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit of God in you, he is in opposition to that old nature. But we decide, am I going to commit and submit to the power person on the inside of me? Or do I want to uh, use my freedom as an excuse to sin? Listen, temptation will not overcome you beyond God's ability to rescue rescue you from that temptation. God tempts no one. But it goes on to say in verse 18, Paul is ready. He says, look, if you're guided and led by the Spirit, then you're not subject to the rule keeping. The practices of the sinful nature are evident. You can read the list here. They're clear. And every man knows, the law is written in a man's heart, every man knows when he is sinning. That initial step to sin, there is a conviction in conscience. Whether you're saved or not, we have a conscience created by God. It is damaged through the fall, and we can damage it further by not following our conscience. But as a Christian, we not only have that initial conscience that God has given us, but we have the convictor of sin on the inside of us so that we know if we'll just be honest with ourselves that this sinful nature bears fruit, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, this total irresponsibility and lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes and dissensions, factions that promote heresy, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like these. Paul says, I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice these things will not inherit the God, inherit the kingdom of God. Look, it says practices these things. It doesn't say have done them in the past. It doesn't say have thoughts of this, but it says who live in these types of behavior, who practice these things continually as a way of life. God wants us to live out of that new life on the inside of us through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we all have temptations. The tempter tempts us. 
That's his job, plus our flesh. If it is not submitted to the person and the lordship of Jesus Christ through the Spirit, then our flesh, our our fleshly desires, our unfulfilled lusts are going to drive us forward. But the Holy Spirit has come so that if we have practiced this thing, these things, we can say, thank you, Lord, I have done them, but you've set me free. And if you are practicing, involved with, embracing any of these things, ask God to help you to set you free by filling you with more of the person of the Holy Spirit. If you are willing, listen, your will has so much to do with this walk with Jesus. I had to say long ago, I am willing to walk by the Holy Spirit. I am willing to be responsive to his guidance in accordance with the objective written word of God. It is not my desire to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. It is my desire, it is my will that the flesh crusher, you're always going to have it, the flesh subduer live big on the inside of me. Lord, I'm thankful today that many things that I practiced before I met Christ He has given victory over them. He has conquered them in my life, and I hope you can say the same thing. But look at the fruit of the Spirit or the result of His presence within us. The fruit of His Spirit, not the fruit of our own effort. Not the fruit of trying to be compliant only through the strength of our own will, although our will is important. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love and unselfish concern for others. This love is God's love. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8, the love described there is God's love in us. It is the way God's love acts. And if we try to do it, just like if we try to bear the fruit of the Spirit that the fruit alone, that the Spirit alone can bear, it isn't going to work. And we won't like the results of it. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, inner peace, patience. Not just the ability to wait, but how we live and act while waiting. The fruit of the Spirit is kindness, real goodness. God's goodness, his faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These things God desires to do. And when you hear this, you, you need to go beyond saying, I know, I know, I've heard that, I've heard that. Well, that's okay, but what are you allowing the Holy Spirit to do to perform this to bear this fruit in your life. You say, what what am I to do? You're to say, yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, I want this fruit in my life. I want you to crush these desires and replace them with your fruit. I want you to change my thoughts to be conformed to your thoughts. I need to be transformed. And God, who began that good work in you, listen, he's at work in you. If you just let him, allow him. It says those, verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with its passions and appetites. What does that mean? Listen, Christ took it to the cross. So we identify with his crucifixion and he has crushed the enemy's head and by the spirit we're free. 
verse 25. But if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must also walk by the Spirit. And that manifests itself not only with fruit, but with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Isn't that marvelous? God wants us not just to know about the Spirit-led, Spirit-filled life, and not just to claim that it's ours, but to say, God, I want to see this transformational fruit in my life. Father, bring to my remembrance the, the things that I once did that I'm now ashamed of and that I'm filled with thanks that you have set me free from those things. And the battles that I continually have and continue to have, I put them on the altar. The battle is yours, O Lord. You have purchased me with the blood of Jesus Christ, and his blood is here to cleanse me continually. I want to not only claim and understand and proclaim that I live by the Spirit, but I want you to enable me through that indwelling person of the Holy Spirit to walk by the Spirit and that the Spirit bear transformed fruit in an ever-creasing way in my life. Verse 26, we must not become conceited, challenging or provoking one another, envying one another. What do we mean here? Well, listen, as God sets you free, Remember, it was God who set you free. As God gives you the victory, remember, it's God who gave you the victory. It wasn't you who did it. Don't get all puffed up about you. Or as I say, me, myself, and I. No, we want to continually submit to God and give God all the glory for that which he has done, will do, and is doing today in our lives through the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God. Oh gosh, it's been really good here at the kitchen table again. I thank you for joining me. We're going to continue here at the kitchen table next time. And uh, I just want to say to you, wherever you are, whatever time it is where you are and whatever you're doing, thanks for being with me. And I pray that God's best, His good perfect and acceptable will be done in your life today. Good day.